Personal Habit Intention Member Story with Sarah L. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Jess. It's an honor to join you. Awesome. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? So I'm in my 30s and I live just outside Portland, Maine. It's been very snowy here. And I work for a small nonprofit and freelance on the side doing some website work. And I live here with my significant other and a pup. His name is Midnight. Oh, what kind of dog is he? He's a lab pit mix and just the sweetest boy. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, so what's your favorite thing about Life with Intention so far? So this is actually my second time through the course and through one of the coaching calls and the last time, you really helped me like switch my view of my career. And since it's not the career that I want long term, I was really like stuck and having a hard time going and being in a positive space about it. But then I was able to like switch that and really see how I could appreciate that you know, stability and what that job gives me so that then I can focus on improving the other areas that I want to in my life. So it's really helped me like tap into what's truly important to me and line that up with, you know, what I want with what my life is actually like, I mean, and then make the changes. Yeah, it's been great so far. That's awesome. For anyone that's sitting here feeling the same way that you used to feel about your career, do you have any thoughts for them that you'd like to share that have helped you? I think it's really about like, while you're not in that environment, taking a step back and looking at what the current situation, current career gives you that just frees you up. Like I have a steady paycheck, you know, I know my job already, so I'm not learning new things. So that gives me a lot of energy to then focus elsewhere. So I think just taking that step back and trying to see the ways that it does line up with what you need in your life right now. That's awesome. Let's talk about your intention. What area within the four categories, relationship, personal habits, possessions, and career are we focused on for you? So we are focusing on personal habits. Awesome. And within personal habits, did you have more than one? Is this just one of a few of them or is this the only one you're focusing on right now? I'm just going to focus on one. And which area within your personal habits is this about specifically? So this is about my health and my relationship with food and just like overall, well, it's in, it's in the intention, but my well-being. That's beautiful. So this would be something you would think about whenever you're eating something or what other times would you be thinking about this intention too? So when I'm thinking about like working out or the things that I want to do to set myself up for a good day as well. So like how I'm starting my day, how I'm ending my day. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So let's start with the intention. What is it specifically? So my intention is to appreciate my well-being and nourish my vitality. All right. Can you underline the uppercase V values for us within that statement? Yes. So it's appreciate, well-being, nourish, and vitality. 
And that's really, that's kind of a little bit of a sneaky one there because it's got four values, which typically could be very hard to remember. But the way that you have set this up is so easy to remember. I feel like you've done a really, really good job. It's not sneaky like you're getting away with something, but you've just found a way, I think, for your brain to easily recall four separate values, which, like I said, typically can be a little bit hard to do. So great job with that. Thank you. Yes, it's something I struggled with the last round. So I really like took a step back. And because I knew this was an area I wanted to focus on, even once I got the words, like I played with putting them together in a way that felt right to me. Yes. Have you been using it so far? A little bit. I definitely have some resistance, but yes, I have. Okay, well then why don't we move through these other spots a little bit faster so we can get more into the resistance. Let's start for the do, you know, so let's moving down the mountain, if you will, going into the do and actions. What is the time frame you're focused on? So I wanted to just focus on like three months because I thought that was long enough that I could t- try out some things, but it will give me a time frame to like reassess soon enough that I could make changes within a reasonable time. I think that's great because usually something in our lives changes schedule-wise or commitment-wise or seasonally every 90 days. So I think that's a really smart time frame to pick, especially for something that's ongoing like your well-being. Even though it's something that you obviously want to keep developing, the circumstances of your life are going to keep changing roughly every few months or handful of months. So this is really cool that you're focusing on the short term, even though these are things that ultimately you may do in some form or another for a very, very long time. So what are the actions you decided to focus on in the next three months? So I would like to start a daily meditation practice. And with that, use some like positive affirmations, because I really want to set myself up for a, a good day, eat in a nourishing way, move daily, and seek guidance on my health issues. So that's basically four separate actions. Awesome. And the nice thing is the eating, the moving daily, the meditation is daily, and the affirmations are daily. But then the seek guidance on the health issues wouldn't necessarily be something daily that you would do, but it might be something that you schedule in the next three months with someone that you want to work with. Yes. Okay. So what do you think the outcomes will be by following these five different aspects? So I'm hoping that one of the outcomes will be have an improved relationship with my body and I'd like to have more energy, improve. I have some symptoms um, that I would like to see improved and a little less stress, like worrying about am I doing things right in the this area of my life is sometimes causes stress rather than relieves stress. And so I would like to decrease that stress. Yeah. To make sure I'm understanding, it sounds like sometimes this exact intention and actions can cause stress for you. So is that true? Yes. Yes. Okay. So we'll want to look at that in the step three with the resistance. So we'll put a little pin in that and return back to it. But right now, when it comes to these actions, as I mentioned earlier, it sounds like a lot of these are daily practices, which means that they'll need to take up time throughout your day on a regular basis. So in step two, when we look at what you need to or want to remove and include in order to make time for these, because that seems to be the biggest thing about those daily practices of meditation, affirmations. I guess nourishing may not take more time, but maybe it does. Maybe it takes more cooking. So what would you want to remove in order to include those new things? 
you know, I'm all for watching a little Netflix in the evening, but I think that I've been extending that, you know, I like start an episode and it has the auto run thing. So that second episode of Netflix in the evening really can just go. And then in the past, I've focused a lot of my health and like working out on like what my weight is, or, you know, maybe it doesn't, if it's not that it's like, oh, am I strong? You know, like I should be lifting weights. And so kind of letting go of that thought and then just removing some of the nourish, the the less nourishing food as I'm eating. I love that. And so what would you like to include instead of those three aspects? So by removing the Netflix, I'll be able to go to bed 45 minutes earlier, which will let me wake up 45 minutes earlier, leaving room for like 15 minutes of my meditation affirmations and then a 30 minute walk so that I get my daily movement in with my pup midnight and then uh, including more nourishing food. That's perfect. That's amazing. So it's really this for that. You're going to stop watching the TV at night to wake up 45 minutes earlier. Now, I'm guessing that we're going to maybe want a ladder for the TV, but let's move on to step three because it is so tempting when you have that Gilmore Girls theme song playing. I just want to press <laughs> play on another one so I can understand the temptation to want to keep going. Okay, so step three, identify resistance and create ladders to overcome them. What do you think the possible resistances may be? So for the whole Netflix piece, it's actually more about that's one of the ways that my significant other and I like spend time in the evening together because we have very different schedules. And so I tend to like, he comes home and he needs to eat and I'm like kind of winding down my evening. And one of the things that like can work for both of us, cause he needs to decompress from work and I need to like just do something kind of mindless before bed is to watch Netflix or, you know, there's other things we do too, but that seems to be something that happens commonly. And so one of the resistances is like feeling like I should spend time with him and that this is the habit that we have of watching Netflix together. And so that's one thing. And then around the eating, it's definitely mindless eating, like non-mindful eating. And then thirdly is that like my belief that if I'm going to move or like work out, that it needs to be intense or a lot. So like I either need to really do some cardio or really lift some weights instead of just any movement is great. Yeah, I can remember having that one sort of to some degree in my old <laughs> my old issues with eating and movement in the past too. And then have you come up with any general ideas for any of these ladders specifically to to overcome these temptations? Yes. So for the Netflix piece, I think setting alarm on my phone to just as a reminder, like, hey, it's time to start thinking about moving to bed. Like, if you're not having actually like quality time with my significant other, like, this is silly. Like, this isn't how I really want to be spending my time. So that's a ladder for that resistance. And then I'm going to skip to the belief that I'm going to move. It has to be intense and the ladder for that. And so 
you know, replacing the thought that I have to really move intensely to make it be worth it and just think about that any movement is better than none. Like I really just want to make sure that I'm working on my physical health, but it doesn't have to be this like over the top. You have to do it really well to be taking care of myself. Yes. I'm curious on that one. What do you think your intuition says about that one? Because I totally see the rational thought of any movements better than none. But I think that's kind of, if we're thinking about the level of the problem versus the level of the solution. So with everything in life, right? The ego is the one that's trying to keep us stuck at the level that we're not super thrilled about. (laughs) And the intuition's chilling on the level that we do want to arrive at. So when we try to create a ladder that's kind of, and I've never shared this before, so this is not like you should have known this. I'm asking this (laughs) here in kind of like a probably might be the first time you've heard me share it this way, but this is a great way to rationalize with the ego at the level of the ego. But I'm wondering if there is a perspective, a point of view from the top of the mountain, if you will, that your intuition has about this idea that if I'm not going to move a ton, it's not worth it. That may have It may have the same message, but I'm wondering if it might have different energy or words that it chooses. Have you done the intuition exercise at all in any way yet? I have. Sometimes it's loud and clear and sometimes it's not. But I, if you give me a specific question to ask, I'm happy to try it. Cool. All right. Let's give it a shot. And then you can do this for all the ladders that you have, okay? This is something that everyone can do. Obviously, this is something, you know, it's in module one for the, the reason that I want you guys to, to use this as often as possible. But I'm really curious on this one because I can see that, you know, this is a rational response to this thought, but I'm wondering if there's something that's even bigger or beyond it that might actually feel more life-giving than rationally sparring with the ego. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. It's kind of like fencing with your ego, you know, fencing with the little swords and stuff. It's kind of like sparring with it. It's not really inspiring you to do the smaller workout. It's sparring with the ego. Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. You're right. I'll be more successful if it really does come from like that intuition place. Yes, because you're inspired to do something from that level. This is like sparring. And honestly, you could do that. Like I said, go back and do this with all of them. We'll just do this here as an example of one. And then you could do this with the time in Netflix too, because your reminder and alarm is not a bad idea. And I think it's something you would hear. I I mean, even in other rounds of this, or I could have just skipped through this, right? And just said, yeah, let's see how it goes, right? If it doesn't work though, and by the way, this totally works. So try it. If it's not working for you, especially if it's not working for you, then go back and try this. But you can also start ahead of time and say, how does my intuition feel about this one? And see what its perspective is. So you can try both perspectives or just know that the other one's there as well. Okay? Okay, great. All right. So now let's say, how are we going to phrase this for your intuition? Maybe we could say, how can I see this differently? maybe is the question to ask. Obviously, you're looking at the one that says the belief that if I'm going to move, it should be a workout or intense. Otherwise, it's not worth it, okay? So you're thinking, you're holding that thought in your head right now. But ask your intuition, how can I see this differently? And let us know what you hear. Okay. 
So I heard that like movement is good for you no matter what it is. That's the words you heard? Yeah. How did it sound? I'm not sure it was intuition, to be honest. It wasn't something that was like, I feel like when I when it is my intuition, it feels light, like that image of like when people get an idea, like a light bulb kind of goes off, like that like idea. That's how I feel when it's my intuition. And I didn't quite get that here. Like that's something that maybe I would come up with on my own. It wasn't like that necessarily that deeper place. All right, then let's try another question. How would you naturally phrase this to your intuition if you were to ask? I guess I would ask my intuition why I feel the movement has to be intense so that I could get understand that from my intuition and then see what comes up from there. I love that. And it's so funny you say that because I actually had this. My first inclination was to use the word why too. And for some reason, I skipped over it. I don't know why. I don't know why. But I like was like, no, that's not going to get us to the latter part fast enough or something like that. I thought that this other route would be faster, but it didn't work. So, okay, let's do it. I love that you said that. Can you tell people what the question exactly you're going to ask is so that they know how you're going to phrase it? Why do I feel that movement has to be intense? And so the answer that I got is that's how I feel like I'll see change. Ooh, okay. So what do you want to ask now that you've heard that? Why do I feel that I have to change? Bingo. Okay, ask that question. So it said that I'm not happy with where I am. Okay, do you want to ask why you're not happy with where you are? Why am I not happy with where I am? Because I haven't accepted my body. This is a lot deeper, right? When you really get to it. But what we're kind of doing, we're digging that wall out, right? We're dismantling the wall, if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Brick by brick, we're looking at what is created the wall in the first place. So what was that last one you said? Is because you're not happy with where you are? The last one was, I haven't accepted my body. Why have I not accepted my body? Why have I not accepted my body? So I hear that, like, I never really have. So that doesn't quite answer the question, but because I never really have. Okay. Do you want to go further? Yeah, sure. How do you want to phrase the next one? So what comes to mind first is why haven't I, but that doesn't seem like it's going to quite, I feel like I'm going to go in a circle. Yeah. You can paint yourself into a corner. That's usually when I say, how can I see this differently, which it didn't work earlier, right? We just got the ego's answer from the earlier time, but you could try it now if you want and see if you get a different level of response because you're coming from a different level of questioning. I think using the how can I see this differently, but I want to fill in the this. So I want to say, tell me if you think this makes sense. Like, I want to say something like, how can I see the acceptance of my body or lack thereof differently? How about, how can I see my body differently? Okay. We can try it. We can, I love what you're doing right now. You're doing it, you're doing it, you're doing it, okay? So you're doing great. That's just a little, we'll see what happens, but we can tweak it if it doesn't work. Okay, so now I'm going to ask, how can I see my body differently? So it said, by practicing or I don't even actually know if it said the word practicing, to be honest, but self-love was really what I heard. There you go. How can I self-love? Yeah. 
yeah, how can I self-love? And what I hear, like, I, I couldn't even, I'm trying to write down the questions as I go. I couldn't even write it down. And it said, let go. What do I need to let go of? How far is this, right? Far deeper than that just like any movement is better than none is where we started. Just to give us a little reframe, not to go all the way back up to the surface, we are deep diving into the submarine of this right now. And I want to stay keeping going deeper, deeper, but we are into the depths of this so much deeper than had we stayed at the level of the problem. Either way you can look at it, either we're going deeper or we're going higher, but either way, it's not like you know one point of view is right. It's just so far removed from the level of the problem. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, so what's the next question we're asking? What can I do to let go? And it said to be present. All right, so at this point, we can, and you can obviously continue this, right? So we've just sent about maybe eight questions or 10 questions. Okay, so we get to the point of be present, which is so interesting because what this means then is not about your workouts. All of these other aspects of being present, loving and accept self-love and all of those things will remove this belief that it has to be intense and you have to change. But until you focus on those things, you're going to keep wanting to be intense. You're going to keep wanting to change. You're going to keep being dissatisfied versus coming from a place of satiation, acceptance, self-love, and presence. So when you're in those places, you're going to want to move in bigger little ways because it feels good, period. Yeah. That's not sparring with the ego, right? So we went from the back and forth sparring level to does that idea of tapping into those aspects of self-love and presence, do you feel like you would feel inspired to do any little action that felt joyful for you in that moment? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm like literally shaking right now because I know that this is like the answers that I really needed. I'm so happy to hear that. It like brings tears to my eyes. This makes me so happy personally too, just like to be so happy for you because I know what this feels like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Like I knew that I wanted to work on being present and my self-love, but like I didn't realize before that the movement piece was also at its core those things too. Like I knew that that these are things that I want to practice and do. To be honest, I'm going to guess 99% of anything you want to do in any aspect of your life is going to boil down to those two things self-love and presence. But without going through the steps of the life intention process and then also stopping in the process to ask the intuition along the way, like I wouldn't have been able to realize that before and really know how to focus my time and energy. So it's not about working out. Isn't that interesting? None of this is about working out. Your focus on self-love and presence will naturally lead you to the movement you want from a deep, body level, right? It's not about you scheduling. You make time for what you want. Let's look at the Netflix, right? You make time for the second Netflix show, right? You're not making time for another 45 minutes of working out, but you are making time very naturally for the second 45 minute show. Does that make sense? So you make time for what you want. What we're trying to do is align your awareness, your observer within you, to the desires of your intuition instead of the ego's desires. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. Oh my gosh. And I'm sorry if I have not done a great enough job to 
really reinforce that like, yes, we talk about writing to your intuition in module one, but that it's not underscored and asked in every single situation from that point forward, that might be a, a missed opportunity for me to continue, to continue, to continue to encourage people to do that. And I'm sorry if that <laughs> didn't like, you know, come to mind to try this for all of the steps because it's true. You can use it for every single step. I think sometimes it's just harder for people to, you're very great at listening to your intuition and other people are getting, this is becoming more and more common as well, but not everyone has this experience so quickly. Do you think that it came to you this quickly right from the start or have you strengthened this ability over time? So Jess, if you had asked me at the beginning of the call, like, so really, I mean, I know you asked about if I've used, asked my intuition about things, but if you had asked at the beginning of the call, or do you feel like you, this is like a skill you've developed or however you would put that, like that you're good at this, I would have been like, oh no, like it's worth, you know, maybe a dozen times when I really wanted it. Actually on one of the coaching calls earlier, I don't know if you remember, but I asked like, sometimes when I go, I feel like my intuition like hides away, like it runs away from me. And so it's, I think that sometimes it's just practicing again and again and again until you find the right questions to ask and the right, like you're just going to maybe like here, I think we just fell into an area that my intuition really had an answer that my conscious self didn't have. And so it really shined. Whereas that it has not been my regular experience so far. Well, what's really cool is now that you've had this in this area, you now know you can tweak and twist and, and come to from different angles like you just shared for other aspects too. You'll just ask different questions to see what the results are from different lines of questioning. So you might have to go a little broader in the areas where you don't have, like, let's say you're like, should I leave or stay in this job or something like super hyper specific, then maybe you dial back from that specificness to a broader line of questioning about that aspect of your life if you don't have clarity around it yet. Like I have to do that often with dating. Like I don't know if, you know, like I haven't found the person that's my partner yet, but going into super specifics about that person or partner or dating situation may not be as useful for me as like, how can I approach this aspect of my life right now, et cetera, et cetera. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. This has been so helpful. Good. Now you can keep going with this, right? We just got to the potentially the root, which is self-love and presence. So, and it's great because your intention in this aspect also includes the meditations and so forth. And I'll just underline here for you with the affirmations that the frequency of the affirmation needs to be met. It's not the words themselves. It's the feelings that you have that represent those words that creates the movement and impact of affirmations. That does make sense. And that's really helpful. Like you really have to feel it, not just say the words. 
the words are empty. You could say anything. If you could say that, like, it, it might as well be in a different language. Your intuition, your life is not going to respond to something that's not in the frequency. It's not the words, it's the frequency. So that's what Flow With Intention is all about, is helping people understand and dial into their frequency. But the frequency of those words is what's going to activate anything in your life. Saying them a million times, but having a frequency that cancels them out means nothing happens. Now, I'm not trying to stress you out with this. I am just trying to ask you, as you focus on those intentions and affirmations, specifically the affirmations, try to find ways, experiment with ways to tap into the energetic meaning of them internally and emotionally. Even if that means watching a YouTube video before you meditate that like changes your, you know, energy or if you watch some movie scene that really gets you into that emotional state. Whatever you can do to trigger those emotions, then using the the affirmations. That's when movement happens. Okay, that's great. And it's so funny because this morning I found a like five minute morning yoga sequence that says like at one point it has you actually express self-love by giving yourself a hug. There you go. Whatever you can do so you don't feel like it's just going through the motions. It's not just going through the motions. It's going through the emotions. That's where all of this is unlocked. Okay. So now you know those little aspects to help you when you do, if you choose, and find affirmations to be useful for this part of your self-love and self-approval, that it's the emotion, not the words, that are going to help you to shift this feeling in your life. And the presence, of course, meditation is great for in general, regardless of whether you're able to dial into the frequency or not, just becoming present is going to help you unlock the emotion or anything later from that point forward. So this is fantastic. And this honestly could be what is underpinning any of these walls of resistance for this aspect of your life or many other aspects potentially too. Yeah, I'm sure. Like the third resistance that we haven't I hadn't identified a ladder yet, but I think the self-love and being present really is that ladder for a lot of my mindless eating and issues around food. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're trying to fill a void with these things. Like almost everything is trying to fill a void. If it's something that's not serving you and it's not a value, it's filling a void that's already full. And I've been using on the show recently, I don't know if you heard the most recent episode I shared about my little internal love and approval epiphany, but it's kind of like we're all full glasses of water that think we're empty. <laughs> so we're trying to fill up this already full glass of water with all of these other things or love and approval from other people, etc. And it's like, it's impossible to do, but it's unending in our quest to try to do it. Yeah, it does. And I definitely resonated with that episode. And now I do even more so and look forward to listening to it again. But I'll be honest with you, Sarah, I haven't found a perfect way for me to tap into unending love and approval forevermore for myself completely presently 100% all the time. I don't have that yet either. Like I don't know myself to the answer for myself about this subject. I'll have moments and, and glimpses, but obviously not consistent enough for it to not still be showing up in my life in some way or form or another. So I can only tell you, I am with you <laughs> on this journey with you. 
Yes, and I'm happy to have you with me. I'm sorry for anyone that has this journey in some ways, but at the same time, I'm happy to have you with me because I learn a lot from what you share. And yeah, if I get any amazing insights, I'll share them with you as well. I know. You know, it's interesting. This doesn't really matter for this interview, I'll just say, but it's funny. I asked my intuition what I should share next on the show. And I heard, because I've never done that before, like what's the next subject of the show? I've always just kind of decided with my consciousness, not my intuition. And it said, how to love without trying. And it's like, well, that's a great subject. Would you mind telling me how to do so? (laughs) So we'll see what comes up from that. But I was like, that, I would click on that one. I want to listen to that episode. I don't know what that episode includes. Maybe that will become an episode. And now you guys will be, as you're listening to this going, yeah, Jess actually did share about that. But right now I will tell you, I have no clue what's involved in that episode, but maybe that will become an episode next or at some point in the future too. So maybe that'll help you. I don't know. It'll hopefully help me too. (laughs) Well, if it does become an episode, I definitely look forward to it. So do I. I think we'll both be listening to whatever that episode includes because I think it will help us both. Sarah, thank you so much. Of course, what you're going to do is review your results and evolve as you go. In 90 days, you may tweak things. It seems like right now, even at the onset of this, you may be tweaking some stuff that you had decided to do or some of the intentions. It seems like the values will probably still hold. But again, you can go back to your intuition for all of this and just shine some intuition light on all of it and see if you could uncover some deeper truths about these aspects for yourself. Oh, I'm so excited to actually practice it and continue to tap into my intuition and see where it leads me on these personal habit values. Awesome. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the Life with Intention online show today. Thank you, Jess. It's been great.